1: You are listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast, and this is our review of Shaun of the Dead. Do you ever think that modern life is not for you? Do you do the same dead-end job every day? Is your love life dying on its feet?
0: To a wonderful mom.
1: Oh, okay. have you ever felt that you're turning into... end in the world... A zombie. Maybe you're not alone. Piss it. Although no one official is prepared to comment, religious groups are calling it judgment day. It is vital that you stay in your homes.
2: Avoid all physical contact with the assailants.
0: Oh, he's got so what's the plan? Bash him in the head, that seems to work out. Why have we got a girl, Lizzie? <sighs> because I love her. All right,
2: okay. There's yeah. <laughs>
1: something Wait there. <laughs> uh, hold it there. I'm coming! <laughs> Tip it, if it's a all right, everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for Sean of the Dead, and the story is as follows Sean is a 30 something loser with a dull, easy existence. When he's not working at the electronics store, he lives with his best friend, Ed, in a small flat on the outskirts of London. The only unpredictable element in his life is his girlfriend, Liz, who wishes desperately for Sean to grow up and be a man. When the town is inexplicably overrun with zombies, Sean must rise to the occasion and protect both Liz and and his mother the film is starring Simon Pegg Kate Ashfield Lucy Davis Nick Frost Dylan Moran Bill Nighy, and Penelope Wilton it is directed and written by Edgar Wright co-written by Simon Pegg join me for this podcast review I have Bianca Garner of a of a of a Dan bearbit
2: of a
1: all right so this is uh sean of the dead and i'm glad that we could start things off with a laugh here because uh we've been doing over uh the last couple weeks on saturdays uh movies that are quote-unquote pandemic films and this was voted by the uh, film twitter universe as our next uh podcast review and i'm really really glad because you know it is a pandemic movie uh zombie films do fall within that genre but uh this is one of the few comedic ones that actually, um, I would you know, it's not like it was the first zombie comedy film, but I feel like it definitely revitalized uh, the genre and uh, was definitely something that felt fresh. It felt unique at the time, especially because it announced to the world the uh, filmmaking talent that is Edgar Wright, despite the fact that this is not his uh, feature directorial debut. It's, a, it's his uh, second feature. So the film is definitely beloved. Um, it's still, in my opinion, a hoot to watch after all these years. I'm curious to know what you guys think though, especially uh, you Bianca, uh, given that this is at the end of the day, a uh, British uh, film. So I would like to hear your perspective on it. What do you think of Shaun of the dead?
0: I I think that this film is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yay. There was a time when I was younger, when I was a teenager where I would watch this like nearly every day and I can still quote it like line by line. I love everything, all the little callbacks and the references. I'm a huge fan of the um, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, um and Nick Frost sitcom Spaced, um, which is just so good. And if no one has watched it, like now is a perfect time for you to go and watch yes. it. Uh, obviously, spaced. listen to the rest of this podcast before going and doing <laughs> that. So, um, but I love everything about Shauna Dead. I love the the way that it's set up gradually with the the zombie outbreak. I love the characters. I mean, uh, it's such an interesting movie in terms of how the character Sean changes from being this, like, uh, slacker with no life who is literally a zombie. He's just going to work every day and then coming back and going to the Winchester with... Um, his friend and, and and eventually he it's a coming of age drama uh, and a romance film which just happens to have zombies in it i mean what's not to love i mean it's just it's just brilliant <laughs>
2: absolutely uh dan what about yourself um so the, this was my first time watching this all the way through oh wow um i i i have seen it all over the years but not all at once <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just one of those things and I I gotta say like the the joke structure in this movie is rock solid
1: oh my god it's such tight writing
2: it's so good and like it, like we get pretty much every joke in this movie twice at least and it's it's freaking funny both times. And the timing of everything, the way it plays around with genre conventions and to get a reaction out of us is just great.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I said, it felt very unique and fresh uh, for its times, considering that it's not like a you know it it has horror elements but it's not like it has jump scare horror elements and there, are, there is gore but it's definitely 100% a comedy through and through mm-hmm. and if the comedy doesn't work then nothing else will work in this and luckily the backbone of it is this character journey uh that Bianca uh, said before in regards to the character of Sean you know without that uh fundamental anchor at the heart of the movie then nothing else works and then you just got Jokes that have no meaning behind them, f- horror and gore that has no meaning behind it. So you really have to be invested and care about this character uh, of, of Sean, who is given life by Simon Pegg here in. Can we can we just take a moment to acknowledge that Simon Pegg is maybe one of the most underrated actors mm-hmm. that we don't talk about?
2: Yeah. He's so good. Yeah, he's so good in this.
1: I mean like even by the time we get to the end of the film he's doing some like heavy drama and theatrics emotion. and emotion.
0: Um, yeah. I still get like when he loses like you know his mother I still find that such a hard scene to watch like the emotions that he that he's going through and when she says that she's got the flowers and everything it's just like so touching.
1: No, he's like so committed to it, yeah. and it's actually very sweet and sad. Like you'd think it would be corny, like the Bill mm. Nye scene potentially, uh, but oh, no. Weird. Like he really grounds yeah. it.
0: That's what I love about this movie is that there's yes, there's comedy to it, but then the, the scene can sort of shift in in seriousness in in such a way that it doesn't feel forced. Like, but it can still also have that underlying comedy aspect to it like you can have like the scene with Philip in the car uh, and then you can have Ed suddenly running to a zombie and it's still quite funny but it's still got that moment there of drama and comedy coming together and it it feels like they fuse together and it feels so natural like in real life there is co- comedy and tragedy they do come hand in hand if that makes sense. <laughs> No, oh, yeah. it definitely does. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> um, one of the things, too, that, like, I think gets really well illustrated in this is the friendship uh, that Sean has uh, with his, uh, his best friend Ed, played by Nick Frost in this. And, I mean, the two characters are just so perfectly cast, and they have such great chemistry together. Um, they're back and forth. And, I mean, this is obvious in uh, the other movies that they've starred in together to the point that they're, like, such a, I would say, iconic on screen duo at this point that I, I mean it, it feels weird to me to see a movie with one and not the other still to this day. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah I think even when they're starring in some films like Paul, you know, that yeah. kind of doesn't work. Yeah. But the fact that they're both there and in, in that movie makes it watchable. But the, the yeah the chemistry between the two here is so wonderful and the the banter that they have and um uh, It just feels like a really authentic friendship. Like you, you do believe that these two people have known each other for such a long time, and that they can finish each other's sentences. And they get they have their own little in jokes. I mean, my favorite bit is you know when um, uh, Ed does his silent but deadly fart.
1: (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) Bianca, I'm sorry. No, I'm really sorry. (laughs)
0: I love how you guys do your British accents, but it's, like, so over the top. Like, like, do we really sound that way to you guys? Is that is that the thing?
1: Believe me, however you want to do an American accent, I guarantee you that's <laughs> probably how we sound, too.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is one of my favorite uh, jokes in the movie. Uh, and, you know, we talked about before how the jokes uh, pretty much all happen twice to kind of give, like, this um circu- like circular pattern if you will to the writing things keep coming back and i like that a lot because you know i i always find it best that when screenplays introduce something early on there is a way that it somehow has importance uh later on in the movie usually it has to do with the plot but here it's the dialogue luckily um no joke that is mentioned twice is uh bad the first time so when it gets brought up again it's even funnier as a result like for example um can dogs look up? <laughs> we never get the answer, do we?
0: Well, Big Owl said they can.
2: So.
1: Yeah, ah, yes, they can. Big Owl who's uh, connected <laughs> to, to the London um, mafia. <laughs>
0: That's why the Winchester's called the Winchester, you know,
2: yeah. and the, and the, above the bar. and the gun is loaded, it can fire. <laughs> I I think that is Maybe my favorite scene in the whole movie when they're going around all the regulars at the Winchester and um uh, Nick is giving the giving in their stories um because that that to me was a scene that really sold me on the two of them being such close friends,
1: yeah, you can see why Sean would find yeah. Ed endearing yeah exactly. because
2: i i I gotta say and I hate to say this but if there's one thing about this movie that doesn't really work for me it's nick frost's performance oh how come well just because outside of that scene i can't buy that anyone would want to be a roommate with this guy he is the worst roommate in the history of ever.
1: Well, can I can I just say something? You know, I mean, I'm just speaking from a little bit from experience here. I have like a group of friends um, outside of this community that I've known since what? we were kids.
0: What? You have friends? Shocking.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. And I can totally understand that even as we've gotten older and we've all changed and such like. There are some aspects to all of us that other people may look at and be like, "Why do you still put up with them?" And it's just like there's this history, you know. There's a shared history of good times in the past, and you kind of cling on to that, and as a result, you're kind of like bound to each other, you know. No matter what happens after that, so I get it. Like I, I definitely understand it. I, I, I. Get Late it. nights drinking schnapps and playing Tekken two. You know, I get it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I like I get it, but I don't get any of it from his performance of the character. Hmm. I, I get it all from the writing and from Simon Pegg.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I, I see what you mean by that. Okay. Yeah. Um I also want to give a shout out to um Peter, I'm gonna say this wrong. Sarah Finnowitz uh, as their other uh flatmate Pete.
2: Oh, Pete uh, yeah, He's so <laughs> Pete. funny.
1: <laughs> I, I just love the scene where he completely uh, just like reams into uh, Ed and he's like, it's four o'clock in the fucking morning! You know? And it's just so 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 great. Because um, there's like this heightened emotion to all of the performances in this film that I really 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 enjoy. Like everything is over the top. Everything. From the anger to uh, the moments of jubilation to the sadness. Like every performance in this is just, like, out of ten, you know?
0: Yeah. I I, I think what's interesting is, like, the, the fact that Sean is in living with these two people and they're completely different.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's,
0: it's kind of, like, uh, representing, his, like, almost, like, the two paths he can go down. Yeah. Uh, like, he can stay with, with Ed and be this, like, s- slobbish character, or he could actually go on and have uh, Try and have a career. Um, and it, that's what I kind of like about the movie is that um, it's not so obvious that, um, you know, that he has to grow up uh, in order to change as a character. It doesn't feel like a, a force type of thing. It just sort of happens naturally. And he's not an action hero. He's just this general bloke who ends up becoming the leader, not by not by choice. Um, it's, it's so funny when he's trying to give his like inspirational speech. And it turns yes. out that he read it on the, <laughs> read it on a, um, was it like a bar mat or something? <laughs> it's just, it's like you super. know, I was trying to
1: like figure out though, like while I was watching this, I'm like, how does Sean have a plan for all this? And how does he rise to the occasion as this leader? And I want to ask you too, do you think it has anything to do with video game culture?
2: I think yeah, that's possible. Really? Yeah.
1: Because they do play the video games on the couch a lot, and they're playing these like shooter games. Yeah. And I've just always wondered is there like any kind of a uh, message that's being sent out there that, oh, well, the people that play these survivor uh, shooter games are the ones that are going to know what to do when shit hits the fan because they immerse themselves in this alternate reality all the time?
2: I
0: think as <laughs> well as the video. It's like the, the. It's not just video game references. It's also like the film yeah. references in it. Like, sure, you know, yeah. I, I get that these guys were probably the ones that were spending time watching Evil Dead movies and yeah. like Dawn of the Dead. I mean, I just, I, I just love the references to those movies. Like when you have, um, we're coming to get you, Barbara, from *Lives on the Dead*.
1: <laughs> also, too. Speaking of references, this is the first time I've ever noticed this, and I've seen this movie quite a few times. I actually noticed that there is probably a connection between uh, Sean's outfit towards the end of the film with the red bandana and Christopher Walken's character in The Deer Hunter. Ah. Oh, my God. Which is something I just tweeted about because I'm like, yo, Edgar Wright, tell me what's up.
2: (laughs) Well, and they they talk about shooting themselves at the end, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Oh, my God, yeah. Wow. Oh,
1: it all makes sense. So, it's, it's, it, we all know Edgar Wright's a huge film buff. We all know that, like Tarantino, um, he incorporates a lot of references into his movies. They're not as overt, I don't think, in my opinion, because one of the things that Edgar Wright has, um, I think, is Edgar Wright's got his own yeah. visual style of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And it's a style that literally is all his own. People incorporate other elements into it into their filmmaking, but there are certain things that Edgar Wright does um, that only Edgar Wright does, and he is consistent with it throughout.
2: My favorite thing about this movie is, like, the action movie montage of going to the <laughs> home.
1: Oh my god. Uh, the uh, we, we take Pete's car, drive to Mom's, we go in, take care of Philip, grab Mom, go to Liz's place, have a cup of tea, and wait for all this to blow, blow over. over. <laughs> <laughs> And then he, like, revises the plan, and they do the same shots, only you could tell they're different takes because they're just ever so slightly different. But it's, like, the same rhythm and the same pacing. Um, And that's the thing that I I think I enjoy the most about this movie is the pacing. Um, The editing combined with the kinetic camera work, because the camera's always moving. It's very rare that the camera is, like, static other than these um, back-and-forth dialogue scenes sometimes. But even then there's, like, rapid cutting to make the dialogue, you know, really snappy, and it just keeps moving along. This movie just has like such a frantic energy to it that I really really love that I think separates this particular style of comedy from other not just uh British comedies but just other comedies in general.
0: Yeah, and I think when think films uh filmmakers try to in- imitate this like uh imitate Egg Wright's style, you can it just doesn't work. It just doesn't does, I've seen films which try and do this, try to do that sort of fast-paced editing and that like you know the the dialogue and exchanges and it just doesn't work and it feels really like I don't know unnecessary like he's got his own style It's, it's so hard to replicate
1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life.
2: No purchase necessary, VTW, void were prohibited by law, see terms and conditions, 18 plus.
1: Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. I mean, I would even go so far as to give this like, like this movie easily makes it into like my personal editing lineup for 2004, like hands down. Because the editing in this is just so rock solid, and I mean, obviously, that's like I said before, like incorporated into all of his other movies, so much so that every year that Edgar Wright comes out with a mo- new movie, I'm like, well, that's gonna blend in my editing lineup, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> you know, it, him and uh, the editor of this, uh, Chris Dickens, who also did Hot Fuzz, like they know how to edit comedy, mm. and it it's such a difficult skill. Like there are so many comedies that fail. Be Cause of their editing because it's not edited well, but the rhythm of all the jokes in this movie are just
1: more, you know, it's and shout out in. to Chris Dickens, uh, Oscar winner a few years later for uh, slumdog millionaire. Yeah. Uh, the other thing too, like that I wanted to say in regards to that though, and this is probably my only criticism of the movie itself I do feel that the pacing does slow down once they do get to the Winchester, and I can feel it every single time I watch the movie.
2: Well, but okay, but that's the kind of the point,
1: though. I think. No, I know because I, because I get even it. In
2: his like, in his plan, it's like we go there and wait for all this to blow over. And <laughs> like, well, but that's the problem with your plan. Like, and which that sort of like snapped me right back to um, our current situation. It's like. <laughs> how long is it going to take for all this to blow over? Oh
1: my God. When, uh, David is like going nuts about like, yeah, we're going to just sit here and drink, are we? You know? And he's like, we're going to eat these snacks. I'm like, David, you're basically describing all of us <laughs> in quarantine right now.
0: <laughs> but I, I, I was watching it. And again, and I, I love the, um, scene where the, the he just wakes up and it's the next day and virtually the zombie outbreak has happened and he's watching <laughs> yeah. the TV and yeah, uh, he's flicking it's... through the channels and it's telling us what's happened, but he's obviously not paying attention. Yeah. Uh, and it's so funny how it, that is so edited, edited together, like, yeah. you know, uh, um... the football and it's like a serious attack and it's like uh, dead excited and all this sort of stuff. And it's just, <laughs> it's just so well done. And of course, like it ends with the whole um, just destroying the the head. Uh, you yeah,
1: know. I love the um, the cam shot of him uh, walking to the deli. Oh,
0: yeah. it's so good.
1: I love that they do it twice. And both times it's, you know, the first time everything is normal. Obviously, it's over the uh, the opening credits and such. And then the uh, second time they do it. Obviously, the dead have attacked, but he is like you said—like he's just so like dead inside and just kind of coasting through life that he doesn't even notice that all this stuff is happening. The
0: blood, yeah, oh Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's like a bloody handprint on there. Bloody
2: handprint. (laughs) But like, I also love that like the the opening few minutes of this basically, and maybe B, you can talk a little more about this to British Life circa. um 2004 but like everyone kind of acts like a zombie yeah yeah like they're
1: all just sort of like the title card of everybody like bobbing to the hip-hop music yeah Yeah.
0: oh my god (laughs) yes and the checkout i mean i used to work in a supermarket and i used to be like that checkout girl and you just forget time even exists in that environment and you're just there beeping things along beep oh no i'm getting nam flashbacks of when i was at the supermarket sorry (laughs) no uh but yeah it's it's such a clever clever scene i I think my favorite bit is the fact that um he's on the bus and that woman sort of like i don't know she's dead or she's passed out it's just sort of shoving her off the way
1: of his I love like you know like the very him. early stages before they know what's going on and, like they have the woman in the garden Mary and they're like oh my god she's so drunk <laughs> and they uh, have to deal with the others so like they don't know yet how to like kill them so they're throwing the records at them
0: and it's <laughs> and like they're going through the records
1: think he's on like one. no not that one that one toss it
0: <laughs> the Batman soundtrack toss it yeah <laughs> But i think what's wonderful about that shot in when mary falls over and she gets impaled yeah. oh the camera through the hole so yeah. good yeah. but I, I think it's that's what i like about like the horror is still there in Shaun of the dead like it's not like you still get these horrific moments um like the the, the bit where david gets ripped apart uh,
2: oh it's uh, disgusting
0: but it's like a nice callback to Day of the yeah. Dead as well, which is yeah. great because there's so many little references to other zombie films. Like, I think they even say something about 28 Days Later at the end of the film where it's like reports yeah. from, like yeah. monkeys have <laughs> been dismissed. That
1: time. was amazing.
0: I, I just love that. But yeah, I was
2: like, a- actually like, did a little slow clap at that point, like, well played. <laughs>
0: well played
1: that was really well done i have to say i loved it um another thing too that i also wanted to bring up uh is i have i have two more criticisms actually i thought i only had one but i have two um i did find some of the humor in this to be definitely early 2000s and on pc for today uh there was a uh Reference at one point that I was just like, yeah, that doesn't fly anymore. And then at one point, uh, the N word gets said, and I was like, what was the point of that? You know, Uh, completely unnecessary. But that's okay in the sense that I get it. Times have changed, so you know, I don't hold it against the movie as much. But I'm just making the point that uh, you wouldn't be able to get away with that today. I I think think. that's
0: because of the character Ed. You know,
1: sure, yeah, no filter type. yeah. Yeah,
0: and I think if I mean. Yeah, there's a bit. The rec- I don't know if you guys have seen um, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg actually did a video here. I don't know if it's you guys have seen it about quarantine. Oh, during the quarantine. Yeah, and they actually yeah, 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 yeah. talk about the use of the.
2: site, saw it, Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, I thought that was so interesting that they sort of brought that back up because I think they they are obviously aware that times have changed and if they were making uh, Shaun of the Dead now, I. I, I think some of like you know some of those references definitely wouldn't have been used.
2: Yeah, uh, definitely.
0: But I, I think it's great that they're they're conscious of that and they 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 you know spoke about it and and explained why it was used. Does that make sense? Sure.
1: No. Yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then the second thing uh, I want to point out, I don't know if you guys feel the same way about this. I do think that the ending is a little too conveniently wrapped up when the uh, soldiers arrive. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: And then everything just kind of ends with like, oh, we're now going to coexist and live with the dead somehow. And it's like, yeah,
0: okay. But I do like it that he says to him to go live in the shed like an animal. And then that's like how he (laughs) ends. Like Pete says that to um, Ed and that's what actually happens. So, you know, I think that's quite good. Like we're saying about those jokes coming back. Those, you know. Yeah.
2: I, yeah. I also love yeah. that um, they uh, th- they meet the alternate group of them. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Obscure like Martin Freeman end, uh, cameo. Yeah. It's so good. I love every and like Tasmeet Greg, who's, mm-hmm. you know, from Black Books with Dylan Moran, which if you have not watched Black Books. That's so good. It's so funny. And I don't know how Dylan Moran looks younger in this, which was a year after Black Books. <laughs> ended but whatever that's a whole other story but, like i love how like they, they meet them halfway through and then at the end it's yeah it's just her just the leader of that group that survived just like you know, like you think like well maybe they'll be you know they will have survived better because sean is you know kind of not have really having a plan and like nope nope everybody's everybody's dead
0: and it's like mm. that line gets repeated like how are you doing surviving I, you know yeah 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 like they so are li- literally doing that
2: so good uh
1: okay uh final thoughts uh let's pass it over to Bianca first any uh final thoughts on Shaun of the Dead
0: I I just want to say like I love the fact that it's never explained what's caused the zombie outbreak
1: maybe we were zombies the entire time
0: Exactly and uh, I think that's what's interesting and I just I find it like a film that, you, you know, no matter what's going on, even if there isn't a uh, corona outbreak, I can still go back to this film and watch it and still find things that I hadn't seen before and um, jokes that went over my head the first time and I get them now. I can't, like, describe how much how many times I've seen this movie because I literally lost count. But it's so good and I do want them all to come back to together i want you know frost and peg and right to team up again and make a movie because i think you know uh, i think we're overdue one uh i did like um world's end but it felt it, it just didn't have the same memento momentum
1: <laughs> memento different movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: different. uh it didn't have the same sort of like i don't know Uh, energy energy, like the
1: same energy yeah Yeah. i
0: guess so it just didn't really work with me for that but you know if they came back and and you know made another film i would be so happy if they did that but
1: oh definitely
2: definitely uh dan what about you um uh final thoughts uh, shout out to Penelope Wilton and Bill Nagy, oh, yeah. who are both fan flipping tastic in this um, like because cause, like Bill Nagy's final scene like the big monologue to Simon Pegg that should not work at all we have barely spent five minutes with this guy there's no connection sean doesn't like him and then he goes and just because he's bill nike he nails this emotional monologue and we're right there with sean going oh my god don't die (laughs)
1: Also, a shout-out to the fact that Bill Nighy he takes on projects like this all the time. I love it. I love that he's never, ever taken himself, like, so seriously, and he does these comedy rules every now and then.
2: Yeah, and and comedy that, like, really knows how to use him and his persona. Yes, definitely. Like, it's, it's great. Yeah, and just... Uh, this movie is so funny. <laughs> like, and nothing, nothing that we haven't seen before. I don't think like there's nothing that's particularly new or interesting about it. Like maybe there was in 2004, but even then I don't think so. It's just done so well. Uh,
1: My final two thoughts are, I want to give a shout out to Kate Ashfield as Liz in this.
0: Yeah. It's
2: great.
1: I think does a really, really great job, especially in the verbal sparring matches uh, with Simon Pegg. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that she's actually um, a bit of an unsung hero in this ensemble here. And I got to give a shout out to my favorite scene in the entire movie. I absolutely adore the jukebox queen "Don't Stop Me Now" pull cue beat down of Al in the Winchester. I too love that. The rhythm of it, of the of the sticks hitting him um, to the, to the song. Simon Pegg being like, why is Queen still on? You know, it just, <laughs> oh my God. I love that sequence. That that to me is the best sequence in the whole movie. And it's not just because Queen is playing. It's also just because of the way Edgar Wright just has it all edited, cut together. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Love it. All right, uh, Bianca, what would be the grade out of 10?
0: Nine.
1: Ooh, all right. Dan Baer?
0: Um,
2: uh, I'm somewhere between an eight and a nine, me, probably an eight. I don't know. I'm <laughs> going to say eight. I don't know. I don't know if it's in my top 10 of the year, but like, it's very close.
1: Yeah, I don't like this always hovers for me, like, either at 10 or just missing my top 10. I, You know, if we ever get back far enough to 2004. <laughs> that would be 10 years from now. Um, <laughs> you know, I can reevaluate that and see for sure. But um, yeah, no, I think that uh, this movie always hovers around that area for me in terms of just maybe making my top 10 or just barely missing out. Um, because like I said, I had to have some criticisms for it, but overall, solid eight out of 10. And then in terms of um, its awards run, what I love about Shaun of the Dead uh, and its awards run was that it actually... Didn't do terribly, uh, but it only really performed uh, with um, like the British groups. So, like the London Film Critics Circle uh, gave it best British film of the year and screenwriter of the year um, nominations. The British Independent Film Awards um, it had best British independent film nomination, best screenplay, which it won, and most promising newcomer for uh, Nick Frost uh, nomination. OFCS, Online Film Critics Society nomination for Best Original Screenplay. And then you had uh, BAFTA. Uh, I got nominations for Outstanding British Film and Outstanding Debut by a British writer, director, or producer. And in this case, it was Neera Park, the producer. So uh, I don't know. Like when you think about it, I, I mentioned before that I would try, I would actively try to find room in the uh, editing. Line up that year for this movie, if I could
2: see, I can't quite go there because, you know, it didn't get nominated in film editing this year. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, <sighs> mm. which, if anything, is taking Finding Neverland's slot. It's that.
1: OK, that's fine. <laughs> I would definitely I would I would, I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you on that at all. But then, like, for example, does uh, Million Dollar Baby have to be there? <laughs>
2: Really I mean, let's be honest. Been. It's really just there for the boxing scenes, right? Mm. But but even then, like, I'd put Mean Girls in over this, honestly. Really? I think oh. I would, yeah.
1: No, because I love Mean Girls. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I think that the editing to, for Shaun the Dead is more integral to its comedy than yeah. it is in Mean Girls.
0: Yeah. I think I, yeah. And maybe,
1: maybe, I don't know.
2: But then there's also The Incredibles.
1: Which, admittedly, I'm not the biggest fan of. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Believe me, I've heard it before. Uh, But other than that, I don't know if I would throw it anywhere else necessarily, because the makeup in this isn't really outstanding. It's definitely a more low budget makeup Mm. uh, for a zombie film. So it wasn't anything that I would consider to be extraordinary.
2: I would definitely put it into original screenplay.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say that. I think.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know what? Let's let's take a look at that category. Let's see what we got here. So, Eternal Sunshine is Spotless Mine Oscar winner. Yep, that's staying. Yeah. And yeah. winning no matter what. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Aviator, Hotel Rwanda, The Incredibles, and Vera Drake.
0: Oh, Vera.
1: Uh, that's actually
2: that's actually a little hard. <laughs> Hotel Rwanda can go. It-
0: oh no, I think Vera Drake. I don't know about that movie. <laughs> Era. i
2: mean oh. i mean like because there, there is the whole question with mike lee films of like is there really a screenplay here yeah i mean like,
0: not so much <laughs> is improvised with that yeah. film i feel like maybe screenplays
2: i'm really really sorry i would remove the incredibles <laughs> uh no i can't do it the incredibles is even better at playing around with superhero tropes than shawn of the dead is at playing around with zombie tropes Ooh, that's debatable. I don't know. <laughs> but, then, like, but then, like, on the other hand, I mean, there's also Primer this year, mm. which is... But we're, not, but, but we're not talking about Primer. Amazing, amazing <laughs> I, well, no, I know, but, like, trying to, fit, trying to fit Shaun of the Dead in, like, I gotta think, like, would I put Primer in this lineup, too? Like, probably.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Primer is pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's it. I don't know if I would throw it a bone anywhere else, necessarily.
2: No, I, I, I also even, like, I looked at the lead actor lineup to see if I would be able to fit Simon Pegg in.
1: Oh, it's a very competitive lead year. Yeah. No Espe- way.
2: Especially since, like, you know, you had the collateral guys who should be in there, too. like
1: mm-hmm. Paul Giamatti, Jim Carrey didn't get nominated. Yeah. Yeah, oh my gosh. yeah no, that was a very, very strong year.
2: Like, and, but, e- and even looking at this, like, really, Johnny Depp has an Oscar nomination for fucking finding Neverland.
1: That, that movie is the weirdest, like conventional. I don't know what it's doing here. Oscar nominee that we have had in the last like 20 years.
2: It is. It is the very definition of fine. It, exactly.
1: I totally agree. It, like it doesn't elicit passionate support yeah. in any way whatsoever. Um, Even like, like even movies that people think are like are very, uh quote unquote, undeserving, like the reader people will, still rally to defend the reader i never hear people rallying to defend finding neverland
2: <laughs> let's uh, get michael schwartz on the line here
1: <laughs> well all right in any event though uh so that'll do it for our review of Shaun of the dead uh during our own pandemic here uh that we are experiencing in the world today uh let's do our best not to turn into zombies bianca where can they find you on the internet
0: Yeah, uh, you can find me over at the film B.
1: Dan?
2: You can find me on Twitter at dance and dan on film.
1: And you can find me at Next Best Picture. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to our review of Shaun of the Dead here on the Next Best Picture Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Tune and Player FM, ACast Castbox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can lend on over at Patreon. For one dollar minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time.